the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. Ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned in to John Stott Miller's National Intel Report. I am today's host. I'm your host, V, from the Red Pill Hardcore Radio Show. And today is a, it's one of those days. <laughs> we're going to hit you and hit you and hit you hard. And we're coming back with two-time champ Vinny Eastwood on the microphone today. A man I, well, if anybody knows <laughs> about me and my show, you guys know this is a guy who inspired me. Someone I, I definitely uh, listened to back in the day. I mean, I'm talking 2014 when I found Vinny Eastwood on YouTube, and I have been a, a loyal follower and uh, a viewer ever since. And now he's a friend and a constituent. <laughs> I'm happy to say uh, a peer at this point. And uh, I, he's just a fascinating and amazing guy. Now, I seen a message from him, uh, I want to say about a month or so ago, and it had me very concerned. And I, my first instinct was to just Tell everybody, and but there seems to be a, a little caveat to your message. Uh, there, there's sort of a social media threat against you if you talk. But then again, here you are today. So tell us, what the hell is going on, Vinny? Well, back in August 18th of 2021, some 20-odd uh, months ago, uh, I was arrested for protesting a lockdown which was called in the middle of the night based upon one case of the Delta variant being detected. And as a result, we decided we would protest that. And then myself and Billy TK, 
who uh, organised the protest and attended it were then charged with organising and attending a peaceful demonstration, which carries a term of up to six months in prison. And they gave Billy five months in prison, and they gave me four months in prison. Our sentences were reduced, and this is 20 months later, by the way, this is only last month that this finally got around to it, uh, by a further 20% because of... uh, the character references that we had and also the bail conditions which we were subjected to earlier on in the piece where I was banned from accessing the internet for six months. And of course, many people may remember the Wellington occupation protest where uh, thousands upon thousands of people occupied the uh, lawn of parliament and had a, a makeshift city Uh, with everything working there, kitchens, medical tents and toilets brought in and the whole nine yards, which was brutally uh, suppressed and uh, kicked off of that land by the New Zealand police, who had just won their court case, meaning they didn't get mandated to be jabbed like the rest of the population. And then all those unjabbed officers got sent to Parliament to kick off all the people who were protesting the mandates. And uh, we weren't allowed to attend that protest because for the last 20 months we have been under bail conditions which have prevented us from encouraging people to breach uh, COVID-19 rules. This would include uh, attending protests and so the like. So it was uh, a very, very difficult thing to watch, and I had to watch just while this all happened, at a time when we could have been absolutely instrumental uh, in that protest. Now, since then, the country has suddenly changed a little bit. There hasn't been a lockdown since we protested the last one. I'd like to claim credit for that, but I'm not sure if I can. But the population seems to be very unhappy with the Prime Minister at the time, Jacinda Ardern, who's since stepped down and, as far as I know, is now going to be working for the royals or working with international governments in order to uh, get them to be, I don't know, subservient to the global climate change fascism that's coming or something of that nature. Good on her. Uh, Bye-bye. And now she's the rest of the world's problem, the entire world's problem. And we exposed her and all of her uh, scumbaggery dealings in this country, and yet she has not been brought to justice. Indeed, she's simply been promoted and been given an internationalist, globalist job. And now we're left with uh, Chris Hipkins, the uh, prime minister who doesn't even know what a woman is. It's an adult human female, by the way. And now we have uh, trans activists and things of that nature going absolutely ape crazy over here with the Posey Parker affair, violence and uh, old ladies being punched in the face brutally, and the police standing by and watching. And we have people being murdered and the murderers getting home detention. I remember one person, for example, murdered an elderly cancer patient, beating him to death over the course of 20 minutes and then lied about it to the police for a year, and then finally came clean, they got home detention. 
we go out and we peacefully protest lockdowns, which don't work, masks, which don't work, and vaccines, which don't work. Of course, you only think that they don't work if you're not a globalist person interested in the course of genocide. And we get months in prison. And so we are appealing this decision at the moment. The last bail condition the judge uh, put onto us was that we were not allowed to discuss the details of our appeal. And that was overturned in the High Court because it was a flagrant violation of Article 14 of the New Zealand Bill of Rights governing the laws of free speech. In the New Zealand Bill of Rights, there is also freedom of assembly, Article 16, and freedom of expression, Article 18. So the concept of being arrested for protesting flies in the face of this Bill of Rights Act as well. And it is of uh, deep concern to us because on the day that we were arrested, many people became very depressed, especially New Zealanders, because they realised suddenly you don't have any rights. And yeah. uh, subsequently, when we got our sentence, people realised there is no justice. Not in New Zealand. Not in this woke, cancel culture capital of the South Pacific with jackboot Jacinda, in the words of Lindsay Perigo, her legacy uh, flowing over the minds of men and women and children. A Official Information Act request was filed, and I was reading this on Twitter the other day. They reportedly spent $116 million. This is a country of 5 million people. That's about, about what, $23 for every man, woman, and child in the country to pay for the COVID advertising. And that is an extraordinarily large amount to shell out when you were shutting down the economy. Yeah, $116 million just gone while the economy's tanking. Great spending, great law enforcement, great justice, great respect <laughs> for human rights. New Zealand does not qualify for any of these statements. Well, it seems like they're taking a page from American politics, uh, make the population uh, debt slaves. Yeah, and uh, reportedly about a third of small businesses due to the lockdowns uh, had to close their doors permanently. It would never reopen. It was said that if there was another lockdown there would be another uh, 30 to 40% of businesses that would close their doors permanently and never reopen. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that there could be one just around the corner. You know, they just make up variants all the time. The Kraken virus, the nightmare virus, the Omicron virus, the oh my God virus. Oh my God! And, and people are uh, so easily swayed uh, by this kind of oh, yeah. uh, mass media frenzy that happens. They are all too willing to submit to fear and thus submit to those who claim to be capable of saving you. And well, this is simply I, a, a big lie because people are capable of saving themselves if only they were willing to take personal responsibility for taking care of their own health. Well, the programming is there. 
especially, I, I liken this to the cooties. Remember the cooties when we were kids? And uh, the discrimination that came with that? Oh, d- stay away from Billy. He's got the cooties. Oh, he's trash. <laughs> and so I see that on a global scale. Yeah, I was waiting for the cooties variant. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you believe this virus variant? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is getting crazy right now. <laughs> now, you mentioned a woke New Zealand. And something came to mind that I'm just laughing in my head about. I'm, 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 I'm. Picturing uh, guys with uh, long beards and, and, and skirts herding sheep around. <laughs> uh, still being manly, but uh, yeah, no, they're woke. <laughs> we got to make some memes about that. I'm sorry. I, I just Some of the imagery you're bringing up here is just even... Everything that I've seen, <laughs> I, I can't imagine New Zealand, and I, I'm so glad that you're. Uh, you know, I thought this was going to be about the uh, Christchurch thing. Uh, you're still speaking out about that, but I, I didn't know this was a COVID protest. And good on you for doing that. That's awesome. I, I do. I do really believe that you're going to change some history there, especially <laughs> fighting this case. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but this is also um, a good time to mention uh, uh, regarding the Christchurch case is that Calvin Alp and Hannah Spearer from Counterspin Media, who've been uh, guest hosting on the Alex Jones Infowars broadcast recently, um, have just had their son, uh, Storm, and so congratulations to them. But the reason I mention them in regards to Christchurch is because they've been arrested and charged with 14 years and 28 years in prison, respectively, for sharing a link on Telegram to a documentary that was made overseas at a time when that information was not illegal for people to view. The public censor of New Zealand then made it illegal, didn't tell them about it, and then waited until after the mainstream media were given, I think it was $150,000 or something uh, uh, ridiculous, to make a documentary called Fire and Fury, where they listed the names of people, everybody in the truth movement, uh, basically except me and Billy, and demonizing them, including a full-strong demonization of counterspin media, who were then subsequently arrested, pinned to the ground in their home, and had guns pointed at them, and had all of their equipment, thousands of dollars worth of it, uh, uh, I I think hundreds of terabytes of footage and and things of that nature, confiscated. And now they're dealing with a, a newborn child at the same time as risking, you know, prison, and they're trying to do this, like me and Billy, in the system itself. There are many, many escape hatches that we could have saved ourselves and gotten out of the uh, uh, auspices of the courts and things of that nature, but then there would be no record of it, okay? Me and Billy getting sentenced, there's a record of it. That says something about New Zealand. That says something about the laws regarding COVID-19. If I just, you know, claimed to be a free man on the land or something of that nature and had the 
case dismissed, there would be no evidence of it. And there would be no media articles and people would not know how corrupt and how dangerous New Zealand is if you were inclined towards the the reins of freedom being in control of the country rather than the reins of tyranny. And so to uh, think about that, not only has this happened to me and Billy, but also to Hannah and Calvin, so that's the number one, the number two, the number three, and the number four biggest people in the country in terms of the truth, and then it's also um, been happening to other people in the country. Like I, I recall uh, Lee Williams had his entire street shut down with armed police when they uh, came to uh, talk to him about his views on the Christchurch mosque massacre. And on the day after the Christchurch mosque massacre, I had on Ole Damagard on my show who'd been exposing false flags for 40 years. He'd never been censored in the middle of a live stream. I'd been doing this for 10 years uh, plus at that point. I'd never been censored in the middle of a live stream. The day after the Christchurch mosque massacre, they already had the algorithms in place and we got censored in the middle of a live. All right. Unprecedented. And the censorship has continued. I've lost uh, channels uh, with 65,000 subscribers, 10,000 subscribers and, uh, uh, and uh, 18,000 subscribers respectively. And the content that I've lost, uh, 6,000 videos, uh, give or take, uh, comprised probably the largest online archive of interviews with New Zealand activists and uh, worldwide uh, truth tellers that had ever been created in this country, to my knowledge. And I'm not the only one who's been censored. Many others have uh, lost their YouTube channels, uh, I believe, during the uh, 2020 election when we were contesting uh, the election with Billy TK up against Jacinda Ardern. The party, the New Zealand Public Party's Facebook page, which at the time had a bigger social media following than Jacinda Ardern, the current government at the time, uh, it got censored three weeks out from election day. Not only did the main page get censored out three weeks from election day, but every single person who had access to that page, all the politicians from our party, all the uh, uh, media people and stuff like that, also got their own personal Facebook pages restricted and weren't able to access them uh, until after the election was over. Now, it turns out uh, that the government has had a hand in that. Now, this is not absolutely 100% certain, but if it wasn't the case, it would be unreal. But it turns out that governments actually do have access to Facebook administration commanding, right? So if they want to censor somebody, delete oh, yeah. somebody's page, they can and they do, including their political opposition in the middle of an election. Listen, somebody on my team, when the COVID-19 first, the first news of it came out, somebody on my team had made a post saying, hey, guys, there's a new virus out. Uh, quarantine yourselves. This person's been uh, sharing my content since forever. I mean, with all the, the <laughs> federal uh, 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 intelligence secrets that we've been sharing, you know, 
yeah, we get shadow banned and all that stuff, but this shut us down completely. First, first people on Facebook to make the post about it, we were shut down. So, uh, and, but yeah, I've been telling people about this for the longest time now. Uh, I've done my investigations on uh, <laughs> the social networks, and I found that all of them had been infiltrated. Now, this was back in uh 2016 when i did this research yeah fa- uh, facebook security mostly fbi uh at that time uh yeah i mean even mines mainly they've got at least one fed in there who goes through and and shuts people down uh the only social network i know of that's fed free is of course tlbtalk.com, <laughs> our free speech social network. Tlbtalk.com. People, if you're not there, you're square. Uh, so get on there. Uh, but yeah, the the influence and people. I, I didn't know this was worldwide. I. It was very angering hearing Zuckerberg dropping four hundred billion. For safe elections, no, no, you're 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 election tampering, and people don't understand that. Just because you change the words doesn't mean you're not committing an obvious crime. And so, with that and its effects around the world, I mean, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this even affected New Zealand. That's incredible. And then this is really. Because New Zealand's so small, people think it's insignificant. But in the global commons, New Zealand is extremely significant, maybe one of the most significant uh, Western nations in the world, because this is the test bed. Five eyes. You know, and I, I recall at a time when Alex Jones got simultaneously censored off of YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook at the exact same time time totally coordinated totally obvious and this was before the outbreak of COVID-19 they were beta testing whether or not they could do this to someone and if they could do it to Alex Jones they could do it to anyone and everyone period because nobody kicked up enough of a stink nobody uh, 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 did enough to make them regret that decision or make them pay consequences for it. Therefore, the floodgates would now open to start mass censoring anybody with a microphone, anybody with a camera, anybody with a social media channel who is willing to tell the truth. Okay, and this is where we are now. And I remember when I was broadcasting and I'd have hundreds of people watching my streams. Now I'd be lucky if I get over 10 Yes, that does significantly uh, reduce any truthful information that can get out. But of course, that's the point. And if your information does get out, you're a big enough person. They find ways to demonize you, find out what's in your in your closet, getting your skeletons, this sort of thing. So, I thought it was a total uh, hit job. With this whole uh, uh, new town, this uh, 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 hoax 
right? The, the shooting that they're saying Alex Jones, oh, he, he's defaming us, and which is garbage. That whole lawsuit was a garbage to put him a billion dollars in debt for his freedom of speech. I, I, at that point, I was like, well. <laughs> Where does freedom of speech begin and end? I'm at a loss. Well, I think it's ended now. Uh, You know, the the age of free speech is over. Okay, it's it's gone. Like Kaiser Sose, you know. And this world that we're living in right now, those of us who are still actually, I mean, for lack of a better word, stupid enough to keep speaking the truth (laughs) Um, or brave enough or reckless enough, courageous enough to keep speaking the truth, even though you know that you can't make a career out of it anymore, even though you know that you will never reach a mass audience with it, even though you know you could end up in prison because of it people still do it the word is indomitable unable to be dominated it doesn't matter what they do we don't stop doing what we do just because there's consequences to it and why not it's the right thing to do and we don't have any excuses left what excuse have you got to not do what is right? Exactly. Hey, hey I've, <laughs> I've uh, survived two, two murder attempts already. <laughs> you know, my, I hardly have any family left. Uh, you know, I, that's all I got. Uh, to, to see these people uh, meet justice one day, that's, that's my goal. Uh, I'm doing my best to make a business out of it, but uh, you got to play it by the rules a little bit just to get a little bit ahead. Uh, you know, I, I'll do my best to to blend in to the crowd, move around till I get to my target, and saw his freaking head off. Um, <laughs> that's 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 sort of what I, I, I'm doing right now. You know, business is business, but I still have my political agenda and I'm going to see to it that it, it's done. It's done or I'm done. So you're absolutely right. There are people out there that still are doing this stuff. Thank God. Uh, because if we weren't, well, I can't imagine the kind of world we'd be living in. Yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of kids and people who are still kids in the mind who only just started listening to us like yesterday, you know, and they feel something different now when they're listening to somebody who's speaking the truth, somebody who has courage. It's very different from what you feel when you're watching the mainstream media because you feel something deep, something real visceral and it resonates and that's because the truth is basically a frequency uh, a a frequency that you can resonate with now 
why is it that at the moment anyway censorship and uh, authoritarianism seems to be on the rise everywhere is it the chinese the ccp world communist model where they infiltrated the west is it by the rothschild banking dynasty who issues the currencies of every bank in the world apart from like north korea or iran for the moment anyway used to have libya on that list but we saw what happened there with nato but boom we got a new dictator all right and they're trying to make sure that there's this overarching Agenda 21 implementation. Now, a lot of people aren't really overly familiar with what Agenda 21 is, but you know how you're living in a house right now? That house is going to be controlled by Agenda 21. It's going to have an AI on it that tells you when to get up, when to shower, what what time you can wash your clothes, and so on and so forth. And uh, if you say anything bad about the government on your way to work or something like that, that house is going to lock on you and you won't be able to sleep in there the night and, and to, unless you shut the hell up about what you think. And in fact, they'll have uh, ability to read your mind as well. So you, you better walk differently. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you on the other side of the break, I guess. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Oh, man. Yeah, this is subject I always talk about. All right, everybody, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't 
fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Yes. All right. We have Vinny Eastwood here with us. And I, I just want to comment uh, because of where we left off. Uh, people don't understand. I mean, the things that we're talking about, 20, uh, Gen 21, things like that. I mean, these things, you, you go all the way back to 1984, and people don't think this stuff is happening. It's, it's not real because it, it's. It's not like it was said in the book. However, it's done a little softer. It's, 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 we're still living <laughs> uh, in 1984. It's a little softer. Now, you talk about you know, the AI and the homes and all that stuff. Well, I mean, it's already happened. Uh, you, if you have a cell phone, a laptop in your house, guess what? Government's listening to you. Along with the corporations... And it may not be overt control telling you what to do, but you've got alarms on your phone. You've got these apps that tell you how far that you walked and and, and uh, how many calories you need to burn and things like that. It's, it's just we have exactly what Vinny Eastwood is talking about. It's just a little softer and it's a little bit under the radar because it's been talked about so much, I think. But essentially, our Fourth Amendment is gone in America because of this very thing. The government is has infiltrated your home and is monitoring you and essentially telling you what to do. It's a little bit more subversive, but you know that's what it is. Mm. Uh, when uh, Eric Blair, uh, aka George Orwell, wrote 1984, it was released in 1948. All right, what? 4884, right? What he was talking about was happening already back then uh, to certain degrees. And he was just telling people through the lens of fantasy that this is what's happening. People had TVs at the time. They had newscasters and broadcasters and all of these kind of people telling them what to think, telling them what to do on a on a general daily basis. Society was already very uh, well controlled 
I mean, that's why you could have huge world wars or that's why you could invade uh, Vietnam and uh, cause all sorts of atrocities and, th- and things of that nature without the people being able to stop it because the control system was already there. And what fantasy does is it gives you the ability to lens uh, this current reality through a different filter and allows you to see things a little bit more blatantly than you see them in their subtle reality. Absolutely. And by the way, I want to open up the phone lines here for the second hour. Anybody would like to call into the show and talk to us, that would be great. Second hour, so that means start calling now. Yes, and so... Uh, agenda agenda 21 is something that is it's it's a soft sell but it's kind of here already uh what i'm worried about really what my fight is against uh, agenda 2045 that's a transhuman agenda posthuman agenda you know everybody's going to have these this chemtrail vaccine liquid metal cocktails and us slowly slowly turning us into robots that uh respond to frequency commands hypnosis and you know giving us more gallons disease and, and uh, uh, <laughs> our health care is being destroyed more and more so these things can't be detected uh <laughs> it, it's frightening i know a lot of target individuals kind of lean into talking about the stuff. Not everybody's got the pieces, but I've got most of them. And uh, it, it's it's frightening. Um, I'm just glad there are people still uh, talking about this stuff. I know when I started doing my research, when I first became targeted, I actually started with your show. You had a couple of targeted individuals on your show. Uh, Alex Hunter, I wonder what happened to that guy. Um, but you know, you're covering all these topics, which is excellent. It's great. I'm glad that you're still, I mean, despite having your channels being taken down every time, you're still going, you're still, uh, going strong. I I know a lot of people would have been demoralized after at least twice with that happening to them, but you're still going strong. So I have to commend you. Thanks, brother. Oh, well, speaking of going strong, the uh, the Facebook uh, live stream has just been pulled because of the uh, the music intro. Uh, so, yeah, that's a shame. Facebook can censor you in the middle of the live streams if you do copyright and, th- and things like that now. So that's, that's very sad. They've just uh, blocked it worldwide. Um, so, yeah, there's the censorship right oh, here, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Yeah. Just because you use a little oh. bit of copyrighted music, you know, that kind of thing. So nobody can see what you're talking about at all. Nap, nap, nap. Sorry. No, no, no. How sad can, is can, that? Can you, can you start a new stream and we'll we'll just cut out the music from now on? Um, yeah, I can. Uh, easy, easy, as, easy as done and then said, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to keep a stash of uh, uncopyrighted music. For you next time. Oh wow! Yeah, it's yeah. just an excuse. 
I, mean, I just excuse, had to use if, my if own. If we were talking, if we, if we were on air sucking Zuckerberg phallus right now, they wouldn't care. <laughs> if we were yeah. talking about how much we love uh, Uncle Molester Biden, nobody would care. We, we'd be going strong right now. But yeah. any excuse, right? Oh, oh okay. Copyright music. Let's get them out. Wow. That is uh, ridiculous. And the fact that it's live. So who's listening? It begs the question. Who's listening? This isn't AI, is it? Can't, can't be AI. <laughs> oh, it, it, oh, it must be. It you could know, be. Cause... I, I mean, I doubt somebody would report it for copyright and then it would go to get checked for copyright and then they'd go back and censor it in, in the middle of a stream inside of, like, what, 30 minutes or something? No, nah, that's that's just not the case at all. Um, but, yeah, if you want to uh, turn off the music from from now on and we'll just kind of, like, go straight into the breaks, that'll stop that from happening again. I'm just uh, resetting the puppy now. Mate, honestly... The things that you have to deal with now, or you young kids coming into the truth movement, man, the the days of YouTube past where you could just Google freaking anything or, or and and find it like immediately, and, and it would never be censored or, or anything like that. Those days are long gone. You know, this is what we've got. This is what we got now, man. Well, you can't look up anything without somebody trying to sell you something first mm. before you can even get to the information. That's right. It's just a yeah. web of brutality. And, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, kind of, I think justifiably so, get very depressed when they when they learn about the uh, the reality as it is. You know, because it's not it's not the nicest thing to recognize that you're not free, you're actually a slave. No matter how much you fight to be free, you're actually still a slave uh, for the moment, anyway. And so is pretty much everybody else in it. That's the uh, that's the brutality of it. And there's people who just have so much control. And we were learning uh, last night, like uh, people were telling us to get our baby to sleep using this cry it out method or. Uh, some some other kind of uh, methods and stuff like that. We just basically put your baby down, you let them cry, um, and then we watch this thing called the still face test, where a mother is sitting there and she's interacting with her baby. The baby points at stuff, and the mum looks, and and uh, the baby uh, talks to her and and uh, makes all these sorts of noises and expressions on their face and stuff. And then the mum turns her head around. And then she comes back and she's got no expression whatsoever. And the baby starts trying to interact with her and then starts really trying, like, what's wrong with you uh, kind of thing. And then the baby starts crying and then the baby stops crying and just kind of sits there like it's been broken, like it's like it's given up. You know, that's that's exactly and, what's happening to our society. Uh, for those of us who look at our government as as you know, big nanny government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about being a slave. You know, the only way we can simulate freedom at this point is being a disobedient slave. Mm. I'm just kind of like, 
we we tried that kind of uh, method uh, over the last couple of days with our boy, and we felt really bad about it once we started doing some research into what these kind of uh, uh, parenting methods actually do to kids, you know. And right. then this morning, now Alfie's always happy. He's always laughing. He's always talking. He's always making uh, very strong eye contact. You can make eye contact with him for like 15 minutes in a row kind of, kind of thing. You know, he won't, he won't break it. Um, and we couldn't get him to make eye contact with us. And he wouldn't talk to us. And he wouldn't laugh or anything. It took me like maybe an hour this morning of uh, proper, like full on, just giving him my attention, full on interaction uh, before the show, before he kind of like came back, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, guys, it was just sort of like little thing that's just on my mind. I thought it kind of like needed to be uh, talked about because not many people uh, who have children really uh, hear this kind of thing. Well, I know there are studies, for example, saying that uh, children around uh, the most important time in a child's life for bonding and, and, and learning social uh, skills and, and becoming socially aware is at the age of six and seven. But guess what happens when your kid turns six and seven? You have to give them over to the public school system. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most important time for parent-child bonding and, and that social awareness to to fully develop. So instead of you as a parent, you have the teacher who's a as an agent of the state and ready for indoctrination. Uh, how do you feel about homeschooling? Um, well, I think if you send your child to public school, that's just bad parenting. Right. You know? Uh homeschooling themselves it's a it's a whole new ball of wax but there's lots and lots of different other people around who are homeschooling as well and they get all the kids together to uh go to this one parent house who knows how to teach carpentry or they go to this other uh guy's house who knows how to uh teach uh, uh media or or something like that and all these parents kind of become the the teachers um excuse me in their uh, various fields and the kids get to interact with all the other homeschool kids. Now, especially with uh, purebloods uh, like my son, uh, no jabs, no nothing, and totally healthy and totally intelligent. You can, t- you can tell by the look at his eyes, you know, he's working things out, kind of like the, uh, the velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Anyway, he is kind of like looking at the future – in a very, very uncertain time. And as parents, you really have to be that source of stability for them. Are you there for them? Uh, When they cry, do you come? You know, they grizzle first, then they cry, then they scream. All right, they give you warnings, and, and they're telling you what they need. And honestly, I don't think there's been... Uh, too many kids who are, who are terribly excited and, and really pumped to go to public school for the first time. I think a lot of them really missed mum and dad or, or uh, missed the safety of home and didn't like getting up that early and uh, didn't thought, find any of the lessons very interesting. And it just sort of like makes them uh, develop learned helplessness like this. I have to go here. I can't not. This sucks and I can't do anything and I can't do anything about that either. And so it breaks children, much like you would break a horse 
to turn them into something you can use for work. Oh, yeah. I, I tell you what, I was so defiant when I was little. Uh, my sister, <laughs> she had to wake me up. I'd literally be in a zombie state. You know, like when when you get arrested and it's like, I'm not resisting, but you just go limp. <laughs> I'm not resisting, but you have to drag me. That's that's how I was in the morning. Is my sister had to dress me. She had to drag me to the bus stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but when I got to school, I was, yay, let's play. <laughs> Plus, I saw the kids. But uh, yeah, I, it's a very uh, strange thing, especially in people's different um, economical situations. Um, I think it was a little bit easier for me to break away because, you know, mom being a single parent, uh, babysitters a lot in the morning. So I had this thing where I'd go from, I, I think in the end it helped me out because it really made me appreciate my elders. Uh, I, I learned a lot from my elders. I would definitely rather hang out with an old person than in any child that I knew. So I was always learning things. Um, but yeah, going back to what you're saying, you know, it takes a community to raise a kid. I think that model in which you spoke about, yeah, homeschooling. Uh, yeah. Every day of the week, you know, you just kind of rotate classes with the experts in the, your community. Yeah. I mean, that, if you want to. That's how it should be. If you want to support public schooling and say, oh, it's great for the education of the children or something like that, you know, look at the origins of things, you know. Um, like, for example, did a, a pedophile start this daycare center or something like that to give themselves more access to children? Suddenly you've realized that uh, you don't want to send your child there to that childcare center, right? Um, but in the case of uh, public schooling, it was invented by the Prussians. This is pre-Germany. And they had a war with France, the uh, the Franco-Prussian War. This is uh, uh, before the turn of the century in uh, 18, late 1800s. And the Prussians beat the hell out of the French. Like, they never seen anything like it. And that's because the state had kidnapped all of the children and forcibly indoctrinate them to love the state. And so when the state declared a war against a foreign power, how many volunteers did you think they had? More than they could freaking handle. How many of them do you reckon would argue about being charged across a line of machine gun fire? Barely any of them, because they'd had their consciousness stripped from them. They'd become part of a cult. How do you indoctrinate Hitler's people you. into a cult? You yeah. get them out of bed really early, for one. Sleep deprivation is absolutely essential in cult indoctrination. You give them really poor quality food and nutrition. Very, very important. You have a central doctrine that cannot be questioned and you have a silo mentality within the uh, other people who are in the cult who poo-poo and rubbish anybody who so much as questions that central doctrine. And then you've got to have a central authority figure, which, much like the doctrine, cannot be questioned, and you get punished if you do. 
And one of the last phases on there, there are other steps, though, but one of the most important ones is mindless repetition of pointless tasks. Okay? These factors, in concert, can turn a thinking, feeling, creative human being with a conscience into a mind-controlled, proto-psychopathic moron who will follow orders and not even question what they are. And if they saw that there was a problem with the orders, they wouldn't have the creativity to try and solve it. Okay? Cult indoctrination is big business. And one of the other steps that's very important in cult indoctrination is to speak in a very slow, sort of monotone voice so that your brain starts to go to sleep, to light your environments with fluorescent lighting, not too bright and not too dark, so you feel like you're about to go to sleep. They are putting you into sleep states and then infecting your mind with their nightmare. That is what happens when you go to work. That is what happens when you send your child to school. That is what happens when you become elected to parliament. You go through the cult indoctrination process, and whoever you were before going in, that is not who you are or ever will be when you come out. They take something from you, and they don't give it back. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you're taking me back to my... To my army days. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you. Uh, sleep deprivation was my biggest problem. I'm telling you. Uh, you go, you hit the bunks at 10 p.m. Oh, but you're waking up at 4 a.m. Uh, that didn't even matter. My body hurt so much. I, I eventually would just pass out from pain an hour before having to get up again. <laughs> and to just do everything all over again. Uh, yeah, that's why I call the army a death cult. It's not about being a American patriot protecting the country. No, it's it's just a death cult. And uh, the whole—I <laughs> mean, you described everything except for there's one added step for the military: shock, shock. And that's oh, the yes. ultra Abuse. aspect. Anytime they can shock you, they will. Yeah, I did forget that one. That That is a very <laughs> important one as well, to abuse you so much, yes. you know. And also give you different names, or even better yet, don't use your name, use a number. That's what they do to the police. Oh, there was a nickname for everybody in my platoon. Mm. Oh, yeah. So disassociate you from your own personality, your own name, all right? You've heard the phrase, know it like you know your own name. Imagine being in such a heavily uh, uh, cult-indoctrinated setting that you wouldn't use your old name and you would, for all accounts, forget it, what it even was, you know? You had to retrain yourself to know who you are after experiences like that. And most never do. They're stuck. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
it was very frustrating because they put the dumb people in charge. <laughs> I mean, throughout boot camp and my AIT, it's like, uh, why, why do you put, why did you make him squad leader, Sarge? Oh, because he has no leadership skills. We gotta rebuild it. And it's like every mission, every training mission is a failure. Why? Because we got this idiot who, who's basically when it's time to make a decision, he's looking around. And nobody wants to offer him anything, and then he makes the wrong decision. Oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is just a guaranteed way to get killed. Man, I realized at that point, you know, we're just cannon fodder anyways. <laughs> Warfare is population control, just like any other form. They don't care about our lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you're prepared I, to take I, that I, stuff on the chin, you know? Uh, well, I mean, I was made a, a squad leader uh, one time. And everything was smooth and efficient. But, uh, no, no, we can't have that. Cadet uh, uh, num- num- Numbnuts, get over here. <laughs> Replace this guy. <laughs> yeah, as long as everything was a disaster, you know, they had a job. They had a, they had literally, you know, if anything's running smoothly, then what can they yell about? What can they complain about? And you gotta have somebody yelling and complaining in the military. It just it doesn't matter. There's gotta be something wrong. There's gotta be something that needs to improve. It's gotta be something. And again, it's the shock value. You're never gonna be good enough. But you gotta do better. You gotta do better. You gotta do better. Yeah. It doesn't matter that I was maybe one of two people that could have one person over each shoulders and 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 run at hundred yards. <laughs> no, not good enough. <laughs> You're too slow. Okay, yeah, screw you. <laughs> yeah, let's break it down and build you back up. That was her favorite phrase. Yeah, you just don't, don't realize at the time that they're telling you the truth. They really are breaking you down, like you, the person inside. Inside there, uh, that person ain't coming back. You know. Well, physically, I didn't recover. I mean, I have uh, burnt up organs. I'm a heat casualty. Mm. I had stress fractures in my legs from running so much. Oh my gosh! Nonstop. They expected me to run more and more and more. Oh, your legs are fractured. Okay, let's run some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. Guys, be filling up the phone lines, all right? We're going to get some calls in here. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We're top of the hour. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. 
Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.